0: It's a scenario often dreamt of. The lighting is ideal as the sun begins to sink beneath the horizon and the music swells. Just when all hope seems lost, the most passionate shouts of, Lassie, come home! Prove to be just enough to bring that faithful companion bounding into your arms. Or bring Shadow fashionably late back to see his boy, Peter. You could cry just thinking about it. But most times, here in the real world, we don't get that cinematic crescendo. No, sometimes you get a dog who seems to delight in being a pain in the ass. For whatever reason, though, that makes you love him all the more. Welcome to My Dad, I'm Dad, a podcast for anyone who's ever loved or lost and sought to make sense of those experiences. My name is Doug. You ever see those cute posts on social media where a family pet meets a newborn for the first time? They're always set to beautiful instrumental songs, and you watch as the two form an unshakable bond as they age years in a second-long video. Well, that didn't happen in the Dorda household. Oh, we tried for it, believe you me. During the whole pregnancy, we desperately attempted to get our dog, Thorn to bond with the baby bump. But I shit you not, he'd most often walk to another room when we mentioned the baby was kicking. In all fairness to Thorne, our fur-bearing best friend primed the pump for us to even have a kid in the first place. So here's a little backstory on Thorne Peter Dorda. It was seven years back when I came home from work and found my wife and our friend Luke scrolling through the Pet Finder app. I knew it right then. A dog was about to join the family. Fuck yeah. It's about time. Amanda and I had only lived with female dogs previously, so she showed me all the lovely ladies awaiting adoption. But none really looked dorda. And then she said, There is this boy, though. And there he was. Dressed for Halloween in a leather-studded collar and bracelets. Thorn. Maybe the handsomest dog I'd ever seen. The damn sight more handsome than myself, anyway. We just had to go and see this guy. And right away, we wanted him. But he wanted nothing to do with us. The dude took off running in the opposite direction when we first met. Long story short, we visited him at the shelter four times before they let us bring him home. You see, he was a problem child. And they wanted to make sure we were as up to the task as John Ritter. Thorne was four at the time. He'd been in the shelter for over a year, returned once, and he had a tendency to try and dominate anyone and anything in his path. This half-Doberman, half-boxer was guaranteed to be some work. I mean a piece of work. Well, both, actually. But there's just something about him. He's lovable, you know? In that same way that Andre the Giant was lovable. And side note... If you're ever looking to adopt a pet, check out Bellwether Harbor in Fremont. They're amazing. Bringing home our 75-pound pal was a spectacular adventure and adaptation. He's different from any dog I've ever known. But hey, he's my best buddy now. And since he came to live with us, this house has never been short on love or murdered stuffed animals. But... He's also eaten a loaf of banana bread complete with the tinfoil, consumed a full pizza and closed the lid on the box so we wouldn't know, eaten a slipper, eaten a shoe, escaped our backyard countless times, attempted to dominate a baby, injured himself more often than I can recall, and bumped into more knees than you can imagine. That phrase, bowl in a china shop, that's our boy. Still, he cuddles like he means it, loves hard, and listens to what I have to say on the long days. So naturally, we wanted our firstborn to bond with his little sister. I even brought home a t-shirt with the smell of Max on it the night she was born for him to sniff. And over that year, nothing doing. We tried placing her near him, teaching her to pet him gentle, cuddling with him and her at the same time. The whole works. She loves him but he tolerates her. It's a hell of a lot better than the worst-case scenario, I know. But he'd rather be far from her if he can help it. Until, that is, Maxine tucks in for a meal. (laughs) Well, 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 look who loves his sister now. You should see the drool coming from Thorn's mouth when Maxine enters the high chair. Pavlov, that belly of yours has nothing on Maxine's food-flicking maneuver. And I've seen him drool like this before, too. Amanda and I, we don't feed Thorn table food. But before Maxine came along, there was someone in the family who loved to sneak him some food. I'll give you one guess. Dad was known to many as a difficult, intimidating, and direct man that wanted things done his way, and he preferred that they be done right now. To a dog, though. And I mean any dog. He was known as Best Good Cuddle Friend Giver of Treats Sweet Guy Who Pets Good. Dad simply melted in the presence of dogs. And for those he looked after before he passed, Midnight, Haley, and Camber, he was a cross between Santa Claus and a living teddy bear. Oh, yes. Oh, goodness. Those were the most common words to come out of his mouth, in the most common way he spoke them. Midnight was a half-lab, half-golden retriever that would ride on Dad's shoulder as he drove. She and Dad were thick as thieves. His whistle could bring her running from miles away. She dug holes wherever he told her to, and that dog showed our entire family how much a dog could mean to someone. Unfortunately, Midnight was hit by a car and killed well before her day was due, and Dad was inconsolable. That was the first time I ever saw him cry. Eventually, when Dad had healed enough, my brother and I convinced him to take in a new pup. We found Haley and Omer during the sucker fishing run. (laughs) Fishing talk is back, folks. If you've never been to that event, imagine a World's Fair descending on a stretch of river in a small town. You see people setting up campers, smokers, dip nets, and all the trappings of a practical sportsman field day. It's only there for a short time, too. Soon as the run dries up, the temporary throng packs up and you'd never know anyone was there. Luckily, in that very short time, my brother and I took a walk and came across what appeared to be a mini black bear in need of a home. Now, Dad, reticent at first, eventually took to Haley like a duck to a pond. Different from Midnight in as many ways as they were similar, Haley provided our family with 14 years of companionship. She was there for Dad when I left for college. She was there for Dad when Bran was off on adventures. All those things Dad loved to do. Watching storms roll in from the garage. Long rides in the van. Checking out wildlife from the window. She was there when we couldn't be. When Haley aged... Camber came into the family. A friend needed a temporary home for this adorable fur seal of a Staffordshire Terrier, and it just sort of became permanent. The young Cammy brought out the dormant youth in Haley, and by extension, Dad too. i never tired of watching him pet one dog, seeing the other get jealous, petting that one and perpetuating the cycle over and over again. Always with a warm chuckle. He'd have done it all night if they wanted him to. Haley hung on until just before Amanda and I got married. And I'll never forget how Dad told me she was gone. His strong hand rubbing my shoulder, he said so sweetly. It was time for her to go, son. She had a good long run. Yeah, she really did. Well, time passed, as it does. But my folks had camber and Amanda and I couldn't wait to bring Thorn over for a visit. Upon reflection, our family dogs had largely fallen into the lassie and shadow cinematic sensibility, but we were bringing more of a Beethoven meets hooch to the party. And still, Dad and Ma were instantly smitten with our brindle buddy, even if he wasn't quite like the dogs they were used to. And we did the training session. Watch the doors when you leave. Command him often. No walks without a leash. Only feed him X amount of food only twice a day. All that was hunky-dory with Dad, except the food bit. Well, come on, son, look at him. He needs way more food than that. We should have known Dad wouldn't be able to sit idly by as we ate like kings and Thorn was served kibble. But we hoped he'd do the right thing. Well, sure enough, during that first dinner over there, Thorn was posted up right next to Dad. It wasn't until we noticed his huge drool-sickle that we put two and two together. I thought Dad had been stacking his plate a little higher than normal. He was feeding the dog under the table. Classic Dad stuff. Really, top-notch. We were able to get Dad to mostly feed him meat, But he did try to give him everything from good-and-plenty candies to cheesecake and everything in between. When we visited the folks and couldn't find Thorn, odds are he was snuggled in bed with Dad. Or he'd escaped. Those are stories for another time, though. If Dad came to visit us, it wasn't long before Thorn was snuggled with him on the couch. Those two, they understood each other. I think they'd both been through a lot in life and we're just happy to have someone to share the peaceful moments with. Now, of course, we all miss Dad. But I didn't realize how much his passing could affect the dogs until Mom mentioned that Camber was pacing the house, wondering where he was. Duh. Of course she missed him. Poor gal. Now, lucky for Cammie, my brother and his wife bring their dogs over to visit often, so she has company, and she goes almost everywhere with Ma. With Thorn, it didn't dawn on me that he might be missing Dad until the first tasty morsel dropped from Maxine's high chair tray. Quick as lightning, there was the boy, sitting pretty right next to her chair, droolsicle on full display. Thorn Peter Dorda reporting for duty. Again, Maxine loves Thorn. She pets him, tries to toss him toys and coos sweetly at him whenever possible. There is the occasional ear tug or thwack, but mostly she just wants him to love her. Thorne again tolerates Maxine. But he does let her get away with things Amanda and I would never be able to do. She can touch his paws whenever she wants. He usually won't let us get near them with a ten-foot pole. Yeah, The food from her tray is largely responsible for what little relationship they have. But that's how it all started with that. Maybe. Maybe someday. I'll find them snuggled up together. But if I shook a magic eight ball, it'd probably say something like, Outlook not great. For now, though, I'll take what we've got. Maxine desperately lobbying for his love and Thorn being reminded of Dad at every meal. Our lives are short, but these furry friends of ours live a cliff note worth of time comparatively. Every dog i bonded with has been different, Thorn quirkiest of them all, but they've all had a few things in common. They were always there when you needed them. They listened when I needed to talk, and they all loved and were loved right back by dad I like to think of dad somewhere in the great beyond loosing that piercing whistle of his and all the dogs just come running all except this knucklehead unless there's cheese Thorne is more than his fair share of pain in the ass but you know what he's my kind of pain in the ass more importantly he's my friend I'm thrilled he got to share his life with my father and now my daughter. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of My Dad, I'm Dad. If you have any stories you'd like to share or would like to be a guest or you have any comments at all, you can reach out at mdidpodcast at gmail.com or find me on Facebook and Instagram at mdidpod. Thanks as always to Andy Bird for the use of the music in the show. And if you like what you hear... Follow along for more episodes weekly as I reminisce, reflect, and attempt to blend the past into a hopeful future. Here's some Wally wisdom for you for the week. Can I have a butter knife, son? Dad was in deep with dementia the last time he visited us out here, but he noticed some knots in a long leash we had for Thorn. Took him an hour or so, but he used that knife and got them all out. At least she's still there. Not free. So take it from Dad. Take care of the things that take care of you. I'll see you next time, folks.